Hello and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is episode 54, recorded March 14th, 2021. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And we're going to do something a little bit different today. That doesn't sound like us at all, does it? Yeah, um, not, not, re- not, not since the pandemic. No, not at all. No, no, not, not even a little bit. Of course not. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to take a, a little bit different position today and um and uh, my buddy andrew's gonna do a little more of the leading yeah as a lot of people who are into film do we all have these movies on our watch lists these things that we've been getting around to watching and you know sometimes it's you know something that we're a little embarrassed that we haven't seen yet and so tim has been writing articles on our website uh, movies that he refers to as the skeleton in his closet movies um so i prepared a number of questions about that um and we'll just uh, talk about that and maybe just talk about just in general you know watching movies that that for some reason you missed so all right so these are the skeletons in the closet I have them, you have them, Tim has them, everybody has a few of them. And uh, yeah, yeah. so let, yeah, let's get going. All right, so what is the movie that you were the most embarrassed about having not seen? So with the, with the qualifier of, of only the, the few that have actually gone up on the site, I would say the, uh, the Karate Kid is the most embarrassing for me of those. Uh, mm-hmm. With Jaws, probably a close second. Mm. Um, just because Jaws, you know, came out, you know, before my time, I was, I, that was before I was born. Um, Karate Kid was actually of my time. I was a kid around then when that movie was super popular. Jaws had been around. And it's like, yeah, it was, was still important, but, um, I, I don't have any kind of a good explanation or, or memory of why I never saw the Karate Kid until, you know, the last few years. It just happens. Sometimes you're just not necessarily interested in something, or you just didn't go to the right sleepover, or may have been the yeah. case for that particular yeah. one. Um, yeah, but Jaws, it's, uh, it's, but Jaws, you had like seen parts of it, it was just like you hadn't properly sat down and watched it, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd seen bits, um, you know, mostly as, as part of, you know, like documentaries and, mm-hmm. and retrospectives, or, you know, yeah, stuff about you know movie special effects and oh here's here's the infamous Bruce from mm-hmm. Jaws and yeah okay okay um, but as as far as watching Jaws for Jaws as as the film itself mm-hmm. yeah hadn't hadn't done that until just this past summer yeah that's 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 a thing that I feel like kind of like when you're really into like film and film history stuff you get a lot of stuff kind of spoiled for you um yeah, before like uh, yeah. because of like Martin Scorsese and like and TCM like programming like I'll just I'll know everything about some movie before I actually get to watch it sometimes um which is unfortunate but all right so which skeleton film lived up to the hype um so of of the ones again uh, that are are currently on the site, mm-hmm. I would say uh, most of them really did. I've I've been fortunate in in watching some of these to have found it's like this this is a really not not just a good movie, you know, as as a movie as an example of the art form, but it's also just really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I've had a good time watching them. So yeah, um, the Goonies, the Karate Kid, uh, Cool Hand Luke didn't 
quite live up to all the hype in in my mind, mm-hmm. I think, but is is still really good, and I, I do recommend and did enjoy. All right. What does any other movies... Now, these don't necessarily have to be the ones that you've talked about. It could just be like a movie that you'd be like, I'm finally going to watch this movie, and then you watched it, and you're like, this didn't live up to the hype. Sure, sure. Um, so there, there have been uh, a couple of others, yeah, and this, this is something that's been an ongoing effort for me anyway, just you know, for my own benefit mm-hmm. to see some of these movies that I haven't seen, you know, before I, I started, you know, doing any of the writing up for the site. Um, so I'd, I'd say, um, yeah, one, one that I watched that's not on the site is, uh, is a clockwork orange mm-hmm. and I'm still chewing on that <laughs> one nearly three years later. Yeah. Um, and was I embarrassed for not having seen it? Sort of. Cause it's, it's, big important movie mm-hmm. and but there's there's a there's a lot to kind of think about there and it's it's also really hard to watch it's it's dark and, and violent in ways that are still surprising now mm-hmm. um, a clockwork orange is a movie that hits very different when you're younger because um, i i saw that when i was probably too young um i want to say i was like 11 or 12 or something and when you're you know when you're like an adolescent and you know basically watching a bunch of teen of what you know suppose like things that uh, you know guys that are at least coded as teenagers being you know evil um like yeah. i think that 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 hits different than when you're an adult um so like I, I get that um um it was probably my i think it was my first stanley kubrick movie unless i had seen the shining before um but i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure i definitely saw it before i saw dr strange love though so, eh, I don't know. Are there great movies that aren't important? Like, I feel like that one's pretty obvious, but if you could give me, like, an example. So, I I feel that absolutely there there are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the definition of what's important as a film is, is more subject to change over time than, yeah. than the definition of what's a, what's a great film. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, weirdly, that's, that's something that only time can tell. Some things, it's, it's like, you know, immediately it's like this this is great and you know it's it's going to be you know something that that holds up well over time and and you can instantly tell others it's like okay i i had a good time but i'm gonna need a little bit of distance before i can really tell if it was really great Mm -hmm. great movies that are not important yeah there there are movies that i really enjoy some of which are are part of my own collection that i i think are great and are sort of situationally important mm-hmm. um and one that i i've talked about um when we did our our sick movies list yeah. last year um you know star trek 2 mm-hmm. wrath of khan is you know to me that's it was a great movie is it important um sort of it's within a, star trek it's, it's definitely there, yeah. important is it as important outside Maybe not necessarily. There's there's a larger conversation to be had there about you know the the impact of of Star Trek on on broader culture, mm-hmm. and you know how much that movie specifically did to sort of cement its its place, which was a little bit shaky at the time. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd, I'd say that's a, a great movie that's only situationally important. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's like there's directors that make 
you know that that like I feel like uh, it may just be that because before you and I were talking we were uh, before you and I were recording we kind of talked a little about Richard Donner I think Richard Donner makes a lot of great movies that aren't super important um, <laughs> uh, but um, you know like uh, or like I don't know yeah it's um, I don't know if he's the best example but I feel like that's a thing like there there'll be whole director filmographies that'll be like those are great movies but they aren't like super important. Yeah, yeah, and you could you could say that you know probably also about some of you know the the lesser known Hitchcock films. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, because uh, well, w- when you were doing your skeleton thing, I was you know also working on watching Hitchcock movies and Best Picture movies that I hadn't seen, and uh, yeah, most people will have a hard time believing, but you know Hitchcock has got some dull movies too. Um, and then there's like like Marnie <laughs> is a movie that I just have I have no way to defend because that movie is just just not good. Uh, uh, and and torn curtain should have been better um than what it was it's just uh you, you just you get things like that all the time um so like those those are times when it didn't live up to the hype for me at least although i don't really think there's a lot of hype for marnie and torn curtain necessarily but you know no, there's a lot not, of hype with just much. the director sometimes and yeah and, uh, yeah and you know like you know richard donner has made important movies too i mean like you, i may not care that much about the lethal weapon movies but they're kind of important and like you know the yeah and the goonies which was one of your skeleton movies was you know that's that's kind of an important movie at least for you know from our age bracket all right well yeah and uh and you know at at least the first superman film at least the first one yeah because is is important from there it's a little more questionable uh, but. yeah um <laughs> All right, so um, what are important movies that aren't great? This one is... Uh, we are going to get so many emails. Um, yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> so, yeah, there are... There, there definitely are, you know, important movies that I think are not that great. Um, coming up with examples is, uh, is a little trickier mm-hmm. in in the moment um but the the one that springs to mind and and the reason i'm i'm apprehensive about <laughs> the uh, the response is frozen frozen oh okay there's no question this is a culturally important movie mm-hmm. it has changed a lot of conversation and it's it's still this giant you know machine in terms of its influence i watched the movie you know maybe a year after it came out and it is good. I did like it. It's not worth all the hype. It's it's got some some problems with its its script. Places where it's a little too thin. I think Tangled in my mind is a much better movie. The characters are much more fleshed out, well drawn. They feel more human mm-hmm. to me. But I I think that's a thing with Disney in general. I think that um, and this is this is this is Andrew's you know sort of bias coming. Or it's not so much a bias as it like I never quite understood why people get so into Disney. And if you're one of those people, I'm glad you found a thing that you like. They're not bad. They're like they're you know I enjoy. I actually enjoyed Frozen two more than I thought I would. Um, and I think it could just be because Olaf is less annoying in that one. But. <laughs> Uh, yeah, still, still haven't watched the sequel, but I mean, you know, Tangled was another Disney film, and mm-hmm. I, I thought it was so much better. And it was, it was a couple of years older, mm-hmm. and you know, it's nobody wins at everything. You're mm-hmm. not going to get everything right every time. Yep. But you know, Frozen turned into this massive hit, where you know, Tangled is a little more of a sleeper. So I, I think, 
I think some people there are there that has a really good crowd of people that are into it. It, 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 yeah. it does, but it's it's nothing like it's Frozen nothing like Frozen. No. That, Frozen so. is like a juggernaut. Um, all right, um, what is a genre you feel is a blind spot for you that you'd like to fix, and then what's one that you think is that you have a blind spot for, but you're okay with not fixing? I like to think that my my overall tastes are fairly eclectic. I like all kinds of different kinds of movies mm-hmm. and we've we've talked about all sorts of different things you know here on on our shows mm-hmm. and um and i'm i'm not sure i'd go as far as calling this a genre but i feel i'm a little bit lacking in you know, like mobster movies mm-hmm. so you i'd go that far yeah. in, in 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 some ways you know that that means largely scorsese because i've seen the godfather mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so much of the rest is Scorsese yep. and Scorsese and more Scorsese, mm-hmm. which you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but there there's some gaps there I need to fill. Um, something I'm more okay with as a genre, I'm less inclined generally toward the um, sort of stereotypical romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not to say that I, you know, hate the genre. I, I'm I'm not against it. I've thoroughly enjoyed, you know, a fair few of them in my time. But like anything else, they're not all created equal. Mm. There are there are hits and there are duds among them. And my overall impression is that the the baseline for for rom coms is kind of lower. Than with with some others, and and to be fair, this the same can probably be said of science fiction, which is much more in my wheelhouse. But your your average romantic comedy is not as good as your your average, say, straight drama. Mm. Uh, so there 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 are probably some arguably important or or great movies there that I'm. A little bit less inclined to find, but I mean, I'm I'm open to suggestions. Mm-hmm. So you know, hit us up. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Like it's uh, I feel like there is a lot of really drab on like I, I feel like I think with, with the with what you said about drama, um, I think drama movies are given a different kind of thing. Like I think I actually think their yeah. I think their bar is kind of lower in a lot of ways. Um, because it's not trying to make us laugh. I get what you're saying, but like I think that that's that's kind of like where that happens. Like I think in a lot of ways, it's like it's, it makes me think of what Groucho Marx said. It's that it's a lot easier to make a, it's a lot easier to make a drama than a comedy because everyone cries at the same thing, um, but yeah. not everyone laughs at the same thing. So like I kind of feel and, like and that's 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 fair. Yeah, um, I get where you're coming from though, because there's a lot of dumb romantic comedies, but um, you know there's a lot of yeah. yeah um, uh, but you know, like I'm not talking about like lifetime movies. Um, no, and if that's no, your, if I'm... that is your 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 jam, you know, that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I like to watch you know bad slasher movies a lot of times, and they're <laughs> about as you know good literature wise. <laughs> um, but there's nothing wrong with that. It's the thing that you like. It's for me. It's kind of like if for the most part, it's uh, just straight action movies. I don't like dislike straight action movies, but they're the kind of thing that. You know, it doesn't really click with me. Um, I have not. I have seen some important fast car movies. Um, the yeah, uh, yeah. I have never seen all of a Fast and the Furious movie because I just don't 
care. I'm sure they're good. Um, what I have seen, they seem to be technically well-made movies. Um, they're very exciting. This is just not the kind of thing that I'm into. Um, but, you know, there are times when I'm like, I probably ought to at least understand some of these action movies. Like, um, years ago, I saw Die Hard for the first time. And that was one of those times where, like, okay, I understand this. Like, that's, like, a really well-made and really, you know, good action movie. Um, I had seen Die Hard with a Vengeance, like, a bunch of times before that. And I still <laughs> prefer that one to the first one. But I still think the first one's actually the better movie. I just, you know, I like the plot of the third one more. Um, so, but, so I get where you're coming from there. So, of these skeleton movies that you've been working on uh which one has been your favorite favorite overall i would i would probably say the goonies is uh is my favorite i think i'm the most likely to go back to that one mm-hmm. it's it's just you know kind of a, a feel-good overall film you know it's, it's got got thrills got laughs got some some heart yeah i i think i like that one the best and you know some some of these movies you know it's like after i've i've seen it you know it's, i i really like this mm-hmm. you know i buy a copy so you know the the goonies has found a place on my shelf it's it's not the only one that has you know the karate kids there now too but um i think i'm a little more likely to put that one on than than probably any of the others i've done so far and uh finally what has examining these skeletons illuminated for you about you about film anything like that it's it's curious a lot of the things that i've i've gone to are kind of contemporaries of each other um mm-hmm. so you talking largely about movies from you know the the mid 70s on up through the 80s you know so these these are movies that you know would have been you know in in kind of heavy rotation when i was a kid mm-hmm. so that's that's sort of a a period of time that uh, i've i've got some more insight into now and it's like you know some some of these movies that I did see at the time. So I, I look at them now and I can see, okay, so that's, that's a little bit dated or, you know, I, I can tell this is, this is from this time period, you know, not necessarily that it's, it's out of date or, you know, problematic, but it's like, there, there's, there's kind of a, a flavor to it. And, you know, some of the, the others, you know, they're, are older. It's, you, you really get a sense. Some of these things really are, timeless you know, uh, and that's that's remarkable and I, I think it's it's great that we we have that as a as a as a medium and, and we have these these pieces in our in our culture to refer to you know to to tell stories and to to tell us things about ourselves and you know who we are and who we've been and you know so a, a lot of that is is introspection sort of in and of itself so that's that that to me is is kind of one of the the great things about film as as art it speaks to me that way you know some some people work in you know oil on canvas or 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 what have you and i to to me that's less accessible but you know movies i i i love it and i i love how they can can tell stories and and we can take things away from them all right cool well that's the the main batch of questions um, I'm going to, uh, so I'm going to ask you a bunch of rapid fire questions, but before we do that, I'm going to ask you my Turing question, which is the question that I would ask a machine to make sure whether or not it was a human. <laughs> um, you are a human. Um, I was, uh, I was, I listened to a podcast about, uh, examining, uh, ex machina recently, and that was one of the 
parting things like what would your question be and so this is i did not come up with this question this is a question that's been floating around for a while um but i think it's uh it's kind of fun and this will help us shift gears to the other thing so uh here we go so if i make two lasagnas for a potluck in separate pans but when i get there there isn't enough room for both pans so i take one of the lasagnas and stack it on top of the other one how many lasagnas are there um did you remove the first lasagna from the pan before? It's not in the pan. I like I, it, I okay. took. Okay. Yeah, they are stacked on top of each other, um, like without a pan in between. Yeah. I I at that point would probably call that a single double double thick lasagna. <laughs> All right. There is no right or wrong answer to that, of course. That's uh, like a big debate amongst people about, did you just, did I just make one really big lasagna or is it still just two, just one stacked on top of each other? Um, but the thing is, I know you're a human because you, I saw you debate it amongst yourself for a little bit. <laughs> um, so whereas I don't think a machine would be able to do that. And if still, if I was concerned, the, my follow-up would be to give that, give that entity a Kit Kat and see how it eats it. That's a little bit hard to do over the internet. But, uh, over um, the internet, yeah. Um, you'll but yeah, you'll have to take my word for it, folks. I'm uh, I'm not a robot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. Okay, cool. So that's uh, just give us an idea about like to, to kind of move to f more fun questions. All right, so here we got a few ones. Try to just answer what's at the top of your head as quick as you can. All right, so what was your best cinema experience? Gosh, I, uh, I remember watching Avatar when that came out and yeah it was it was not on a big screen so it was, it was was in a theater but not a not a huge auditorium and i i remember i had a moment where i realized you know 30 40 minutes in or something wait a minute i've seen this one i know exactly what's going to happen i know which characters are going to live which ones are going to die and when but it was immediately followed by a realization that i didn't care because I was enjoying the movie, because it was that well made, and it was was so convincing, and 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 just carried the audience along with it. Cool. I think for me it was a Night of the Living Dead midnight movie with an audience that had just gotten off of a zombie crawl. So it was it was a theater packed full of people dressed as zombies watching Night of the Living Dead, and my yeah. uh, my wife was there with me at the time. We were like we weren't married at the time, but you know it's, it's a good experience. All right, what do you get at the concession? When you can get things at the concession when we go to movies. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my go-to movie candy is Junior Mints. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Occasionally I, I prefer popcorn, but, you know, just because, you know, movie theaters the way they are, it's, you get a giant thing of popcorn that costs an arm and a leg. It's, well, now I'm minus an arm, so I'm already handicapped, and I was never going to be able to eat this much popcorn anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I do that a little less often. Well, it's, well the, the next question actually is, how do you eat your popcorn? Like, do you put anything on it or you know, something like that? Um, usually straight, maybe with a little bit of butter, you know, d depending mm. on, on a given theater. Mm. Well, what about at home? Oh, at home. Um, at home, I, uh, I've had the hardest time with popcorn toppings. So I, uh, I usually end up getting uh, already made you know, like uh, like caramel or, or cheddar. Oh, okay. Out, out of a out of a bag or a tin. Hey, no, hey, if it works, it works. It works. Um, yeah, right, yeah. For me, uh, when I used to go to the concession, like I did Junior Mints for a long time, and then for a long time after that, I did Skittles. Now I get those Sour Patch Kid watermelon things. Oh, uh, yeah. But but usually only if I'm seeing like a horror movie. Uh, but um, when it comes to popcorn, at, at when I'm at the thing, I just get 
regular and just put some salt on. But when I'm when I'm at home, I put cracked pepper on it and seasoned salt, and I I put some spritz of uh, of tapatio on top. It's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Cool. Yeah. All right. So if you could play any game from a movie, like a fictional game, which would it be? I mean, what I want to say is is tridimensional chess, but I can't remember that having appeared in an actual Star Trek film. Hmm. I, I mean, that's fine. We could take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, which is the best decade for cinema? Honest, honestly, probably, probably the eighties, because there, there, there had been kind of a renaissance there. Yeah. You know, after. Yeah, think things had been sort of in in a groove for a long time, and you know, then, you know, then things like Jaws and Star Wars came along, and it's it's sort of turned into this this whole different thing than than what it was for a long time. So, mm. um, you know, that's that's not to say you know so many of the the great all time movies are from you right. know, before that, and you know some some since certainly, but I mm. I think that's that's the time when it. Uh, got the most experimental and, and creative and i think that the most overall good has come out of it you know since the an original creation of of cinema so, so for me that answer would actually be the 70s because like you get a lot of that like that a lot of artistic kind of stuff going on with like with like the godfather and and you know things like the, the new hollywood stuff that came out of that um emerging out of the late 60s um you know that's where Martin Scorsese finds his voice. Yeah, um, is, yeah. is during the seventies. That's when Star Wars and Jaws comes out. Is in the seventies. Um, so like that's 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 where I that that's where I pin that. So it's a it's interesting that you would say like the the next decade where they had like gone with the foundation of that. Yeah, I mean to to me that's kind of the the watershed, and then you you mm-hmm. build from there. And you know, mm-hmm. there was a, a time from from that when things were kind of in flux. And... Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's cool. I have. I am optimistic for this era, though. Um, okay, so let's see. What's a movie your parents showed you that changed your life? The uh, the the simplest answer is Star Wars, which I I saw from a very very young age, and it's it stuck with me. That's that's kind of been, you know, sort of sort of my my first love in uh, in you know fictional worlds. Yeah, if, if Star Wars is my first love, Star Trek is is like my my soulmate. It's a, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's sort of a, a weird dynamic there, but mm-hmm. you know, still still love Star Wars. There's there's been you know both good and bad come out of that. You know, as as far as what they produced since, but the the first movie, yeah, was was a game changer in so many ways, and and was for me as an individual as well. All right. In regard to film, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your eighteen year old self? Take more chances and be more open-minded. I like that. That sounds good. Um, I have no idea what I would say to myself. Um, I'd probably tell myself to avoid spending money on certain movies. Um. <laughs> yeah. I. So for for a long time, you know, going to the movies was you know a, a kind of a, a special thing, and and mm-hmm. it's it's still special, you know, especially now. I I'm I'm really anxious for a, a time when we can go back to, to theaters again. But yeah. Um, just wasn't something we did very often so you know going to any movie was mm-hmm. you know was a big deal and so i i don't think that there are very many movies i ever saw in a theater you know up to that point in my life that i regretted cuz you know we were choosy about what we were going to see right yeah i I think it's more like movies I've rented <laughs> that'd be like, yeah, you could not rent this, buddy, um, yeah. and it'd be fine. Um, 
There's a bunch of bad horror films that I think my life would have been not... I'm not going to say better, but will not have been worse having not seen. Um, uh, I, I I can only think of one or two like that that I, I, I actually regretted having spent money or, or time on, mm. on even a, a VHS rental. It's like, eh. yeah. Anyway, okay. And so what film-related job do you think you'd be good at? Well, obviously I can't cut it as a critic because nobody's paying us for this. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's not really a... Like I guess that's a film related job, but I mean like a, like a <laughs> film production related kind of thing. Uh, film film production. Um, yeah, I'd uh, so I I spent a lot of time actually um, in a not not a movie theater, but a theater theater as a as a technician uh, in my youth as a as a student, and you know, I I love doing sound, so mm. I'd I'd love to do you know something with there. You know, probably not the guy you know holding the the mic on the boom. Uh, trying to keep it out of the frame the whole time for you know you know 14 hours a day I I, mm. I think my arms would get tired but um, you'd want like the you want the sound design yeah part, like the production mixing yeah. job okay yeah some something more like that yeah I think I like you know I'll put like uh, I like writing and I think that would be fun but as time has gone by I think I'd be more interested in being like a, I guess it's I guess a producer may do this um, is someone who like all right here's my general idea. And then, like, I would pitch that to people, and then I would find the right people to, like, help make that and flesh that out. Um, sometimes that's the director that does that. And directing seems like it would be kind of... Like, I like the idea of, like, managing chaos as a director, but I'm not yeah. entirely sure if I could, like, you know, yell at actors and do stuff like that. But, the, but like, that particular part of directing. But there are aspects to it. But All right, so what is a film job that you think you would be terrible at? So, uh, kind of building on, on what you just said about directing, it's like, mm-hmm. I... I don't think I could probably do that. I mean, there's there's sort of a, a romance to it as as someone who's not involved. It's like I I know it would be so so much work, and you know now and then I'm I'm, I'm watching something. It's like ooh, that's a really well composed shot, and mm-hmm. I can I can see that and appreciate it. And it's like, okay, so some of that's the director as far as how the shots framed, but yeah. some of that was in the script, and some of it's on the on the DP, the director of photography. Mm-hmm. Um, but having to keep all of that for every shot as well as the script and what each actor and character has to say all the time that's that's an awful lot i i i doubt very much that i could do it (laughs) yeah um all right and yeah like kind of like along those lines like i don't think i could do promotion type stuff very well like um <laughs> like because like i have a hard enough time doing our instagram stuff for this yeah. um, like um i mean like so just like trying to like drum up money would also be another thing that i'd be like hey don't you want to give us five bucks or something to like help us make this movie about you know <laughs> uh, something you know like that like uh this is something that i it's one of those things where i feel like i could probably do it just not very well <laughs> Um, um, and then finally, what is your, well, okay. Do you have a favorite movie? And if so, what is it? Oh man, that's, that's a heck of a question. Um, I don't really have a single favorite. I, Mm -hmm. I can't point to any one. I've, I've got a, you know, a wide selection of things like these are my favorites, you know, things that Mm -hmm. I, I do go back and watch again and again because I, I love them so much. Can I point to a single individual one? Not really you know like i i said star wars was one of the most influential for me from an early age that's that's certainly on the list but you know so is is back to the future and the princess bride and Mm -hmm. at least some of the star trek films and 
yeah, it's uh, it's it's a long list, and I I can't really narrow it down too much to where it's this this is the one over all the others out of those. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's it's like Ghostbusters is what I usually say is just a is a is a pretty easy answer to give, and that's you know it's pretty true. But there's like other movies like Blue Velvet and Bride of Frankenstein, Double Indemnity, um, yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, um, there's yeah. a yeah, there's I, I have a big pile. Of, I have like a favorite movies that that just I just go back to over and over again. Um, but a lot of times, my favorite movie is the thing I'm watching right then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Cool. But yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, thanks Tim for uh, helping me out with a uh, you know with this fun little questionnaire interview type thing. Um, so by the time this is up, we should ha- the nominees for best picture at the Oscars should be uh, should be announced. Yep, along um, with the rest and- of the categories. Uh, obviously and um <laughs> we will be covering that um in the coming weeks um we will we'll see how that ends up shaking out um i'm hoping to have at least seen four of them already um <laughs> i'm hoping that's that's what i'm hoping for um but we'll see um but yeah so we will be we'll be uh we're gonna try to do this monthly um i'm recording this and i'm putting it out there to make myself do this so that we have something for you guys to listen to at least once a month um and so we'll be doing our oscar award stuff after that and maybe something else along the time along the way too so but yeah that is the episode so tim yay, yay. thanks for answering my silly questions <laughs> it was a pleasure yep all right so i guess that's our episode and we will We'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.